1: Cymatrax
0: Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now, and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversation and to use it to help you to recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Monica Ramirez, the warrior of love. Monica is an artist of authenticity, which means she is an artist in the traditional sense, and she also helps people master the art of love. As a transformational belief coach, Monica is passionate about helping clients from confusion to clarity, from feeling unworthy To becoming integrated and in love with life itself. She is certified in many modalities. She works in groups and one-on-one. Monica empowers others to paint the picture of warrior confidence so they can fulfill their dreams. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Monica.
1: Oh, thank you for inviting me. Welcome. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And you live in Texas, on, uh, close to the border of Mexico.
1: Yes, in McAllen, Texas.
0: Yes. And so what's the temperature there today?
1: Uh, today we're probably around 90.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, humidity or is it dry heat?
1: We're close to the beach. It's so close to Padre Island. So it is, it is humid. It is always humid and
0: hot. It, it, it's humid and hot, yes. You and I met... In Boston at Harvard. And it just seems like we can just pick up right where we left off. So I'm very, very interested in a program that you have called Activating Your Multidimensional Energy. Can you speak about that?
1: Sure. Well, I, I am a channeler. And one of the things that I, I, I've been teaching channeling for a long, long time. And many of my clients ask me after I do different healings because beside of channeler, I am a neuro-linguistic programmer. I am also hypnotherapist and life coach. And when I do my therapies that a lot of them are channel, uh, channel them. I channel when I do it, they ask me, how do you do it? Because it is basically how to remove your clearing your family, uh, lineage. Mm-hmm also about past lives to see if, if there's something in there and removing entities and also removing um sexual energy mm-hmm. and we also do a soul retrieval and we also uh do different all the different kinds of channeling that exist we also do in there um aligning the chakras and balancing the chakras but in a different way as a Reiki, as a Reiki, uh practitioner mm-hmm. i am a Reiki master but I, a while back, I started going more into the theta level of the conscience. So like that, I call it that, the practice system. And for me, that is, it gave me the, the capacity to start working with the, really the programmations of everybody have. So like that, we can transform our life however we want it. And in that, in that class, I am given a certification for multidimensional energy uh, channeler and healer in that program
0: mm-hmm. and when you speak about multi-dimensional can you let our listeners know what that means because i'm very intrigued by that word
1: yeah well multi-dimensional means that we're basically we're channeling all our guides our ascended masters beings of the highest uh, vibrations and energy mm-hmm. I- how to work with um, basically removing the fears and believing in themselves. Because that is very basic. If you're going to start channeling. And you wanted to, I remember like one of, this is one example. One mm-hmm. time I was doing uh, balancing a, and aligning the chakras to one of my clients in the way I do it. Uh, one of my, my guides told me, now you're going to take out the rods out of their head. And I was like, what? What am I going to do? That yes put your hands in this position and then you're going to connect it to the pineal gland and you're going to imagine that it's getting connected and now you're going to put it in the other side and the other side and they were guiding me the mm-hmm. whole session, my guides and i did not understood then what i was doing and it's like i was just following the steps how they were telling me and when my client left they felt amazing they felt connected they feel amplify their energy and everything. And I asked them, well, what happened? What did you just did? And they tell me, this is an old technique that they used to use, even the Majas. They used to teach their kids how to do it since they were little. So like that, they are connected. They, uh, they, they when you see all the Catholic religions mm-hmm. that you see they painted the, the, um, the halo around them, It is basically that halo that we were all human beings we have it but we got disconnected to ourselves and it's connected to our pineal gland and that's what they were doing my ancestors in the mayas and that's something that is not teach anymore so they instruct me how to do this and i've been doing this to my clients to many of them so like that they can amplify their their connections uh, directly to, to source or to any of the guides. And elevating the vibration is basically very important. So like that, you when you communicate with any of the higher beings, you're communicating at the same time with beings that are on the highest planes. So you don't have to be so afraid of who you are channeling anymore because you know you're protected and you're safe. mm
0: mm-hmm. And so when you are... Uh, having a session with someone do you have to prepare ahead of time in order to transcend to that level in order to tap into what's available to you because this is not available to everyone you are very special very unique and I'm so mystified by this so Does it happen, does all of this happen once you're in the spirit of the person who has come to see you?
1: Well, when I have a session one-on-one with any of my clients, in the moment they sign up for a session with me, they're making the intention. Okay. So everything starts changing in the moment they sign up to having a session with me and how much compromise they're they are doing to themselves to, to heal whatever or reprogram or remove any blockage or whatever they have because they're making the intention in that moment. So uh, when, and in that moment, I start receiving also the connection with them at the same time. So when they come to the session, I'm already prepared. They are, I already have the downloads, what do I have to do? And many other times they tell me, oh, there is another layer down there that we have to dig deep, that we have to go and, and remove this or ask the, uh, or ask more questions about it, what do they really want? Because, yes, many, as NLP, one of the first questions that we always ask is, what do you want? And uh, But the thing is, the majority of the human beings do not know what they want.
0: No, they don't.
1: You no. Know? So they are not going to achieve anything because they are not being guided. They don't have the path because they are not, um, they forgot completely what what they really want. They know 20,000 things what they don't want. So, and they're going around and around what they don't want. So that's one of the first things uh, they, they start guiding me. Okay, start pushing here, start pushing there, start asking these questions. So like that we can get what do they really want?
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: why any of my appointments.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, when you say that they have forgotten, are you talking about their soul's journey? Their they their soul has forgotten, and they have to find out what that is.
1: Well, we all human beings we are programmed. We have any kid that there's around two to three years old, they will tell you stories where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. They can tell you amazing stories of how powerful they were or they are. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that the parents do, it is try to block them out and tell them that is not true. That's you're imagining this and so forth. That's when the first blockage comes. So they, or they tell them, oh, I have an imaginary friend. Oh, that's not true. You're not watching this. You're not seeing that. And they make fun, or or and they start gaslighting the little baby, the little kid, the toddler. Then that's when the the blockages start coming, and they start growing up. Even if they have the gifts, I I had the gifts when I was little, but of course I was gaslighted like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it took a lot from me to be, start believing in myself that actually what I was seeing, hearing, feeling, smelling, it was actually true, and. In the moment that people start working with themselves they start remembering because we all have that remembrance like I tell many of my students I am not basic, I'm not teaching you something new I'm just remembering something uh, remind, reminding you something that you already know because it's just about we just have to remember what we lost in timing and translation and everything
0: mm-hmm and do you find that the majority of people that you have sessions with are searching? They've gotten to a point in their life where they're just not happy, but they don't understand why they're not happy. And so they go on this search or this quest to find out and you're the missing piece of the puzzle for them in order for them to springboard to their next level.
1: Well, I am a transformational belief coach okay someone um search for me they are already trying to find what they're they have lost why they're so unhappy why they're uh repeating the same story over and over and we have of course a discovery for so many times and that's when they they start telling me i feel depressed i feel anxiety i don't know what i want or they're telling me the program that they are they're running every single human being are running a story in their head, and not necessarily that is true, but they're running with that story in their head. In the moment you're showing them that story they're running their head, that's when they realize, oh, I've been lying to myself, or I've been so afraid, or I've been looking for approval, or they're telling you what is the real reason why they're running with that story in their head. So it is easier in the moment they can observe it, It is easier, they can change it. And sometimes we have to dig deeper and that's when I I like to go into the theta level. So like that we can go, it is not hypnosis. There's a myth between hypnosis that you lose conscience and you're gonna start, uh, they're gonna tell you to do things. That is not true. Mm -hmm. I am a a hypnotherapist and you never, never lose your conscience. So you're gonna be aware of everything, and that includes also in the, theta, in the theta level, when you're working in that in that level. You're working with the subconscious, but the other person is still hearing. So if there's a trauma when they were a kid, and that make them not believe enough in themselves, or not thinking they're good enough, or they deserve better, it is gonna be founded, usually it comes out when they're a kid. That's where it, it, everything is born and I'm not guilty in the parents about this because they were already programmed too. Everybody's being programmed and they didn't know what they were doing. The only the only difference now from our parents or grandparents, it is that now we're more conscious that we can change and we can have a different reality. That's the future generations. And the old generations, they thought that that's how it was gonna be life and just take it. And, you're gonna be like that until the day you died.
0: Hmm. Well, um, you know, we are conditioned uh, from the moment we arrive, and then we go to high. We go into a public school system or whatever school system, and we're conditioned there, not only how to sit, how to speak, but also how to act. And if um, the teachers don't help you, uh, your friends will certainly help you uh, to stay in line. Everybody's to hold hands and get along. So I think, do you find that people lose themselves along the way then?
1: Yes. Since you were a kid, you're trying to fit in.
0: You're trying to.
1: You're trying to be accepted and loved and protected and cared for. So you lose yourself in those moments. You accept the conditioning. No one, as you know, no one can make us harm in any way unless we accept it. And that applies for little kids too. And kids with kids are very harmful. They're not, they can that's where the bullies are. They start because they're not, uh, they're bullies also as an but but that's where the bullies start. Because they're trying to fit in and they're probably, they're looking for love, for attention and so forth. And that's where other kids are looking for the same thing. And that's when they said uh, give too much to whatever group they want to fit in. Or the parents. And if the parents are divorcing, okay, which parent they're going to be listening to? The one that giving more presents or the one that given less presents? Or the one is more manipulative than the other one that is more less manipulative. And that applies also for kids. So we lose ourselves when we fall for all this that's how we we started losing ourselves and that's where the programs we accept programs even if we don't believe in them i studied with nuns i went with a nun school and uh, and it was of course it was a catholic school and in there i could, uh, they always told me you cannot talk to god the only one who can talk to god is the priest so you have to follow the rules because the priest is the only one who can negotiate with God about your salvation or else you're going to go to hell. There's a lot of manipulation and controlling that. But that's the only way human beings we can be controlled, by fear. And that's, they use it in religions, they use it in schooling, they use it in governments, they use it in everything. Until we become aware of what is really happening, that's how we can change it.
0: Mm -hmm. When we we tap into our personal power, right, the power that we've come here with, and I don't mean power as power controlling, I mean the actual power that we have with our soul, and the power that we have to be happy, to find happiness, and to find our vocation, and to give back. To society, right? Because there's a whole shift in human consciousness. That the more you look, the more people are taking part in it.
1: And there is a lot of distortion about that. What is happiness? What is even love? There's a lot of distortion. Mm-hmm. That people think that if you need someone, it's because you love them, you love them person, and that is very wrong. If you want to change someone, that doesn't mean that you're loving that person. Love is when we're having a baby a recently born in our hands and we just see beauty and love and we're not trying to change them at all. We just love them. That is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And that same love applies for a puppy or applies for a flower or applies for a sunset or something beautiful that we're seeing. We're not trying to change it. We just love it and we connect to it. And the peop- the, the majority of the couples, they're, when they go into a relationship, they're trying to change each other. Oh, I'm gonna change these defects. I'm gonna change that defects. And it doesn't matter if they're 20 or they're 50. They're thinking in the same way. So later on, when they realize that they can't change the other person, that's when the conflict starting a, in a relationship. So love it is, you have a, the misconception and growing up in a Catholic church, they tell me the more that you suffer, the more then you're gonna go to heaven. That's the only way. That is so wrong, and that can bring so much distortion to every single human being, because that is not true. Our job as a human beings, it was never about suffering. It was about learning to love,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we forgot those details. And just, I am just a, right now, my experience as a human being, it is to remind people who they truly are. And we did not came to suffer. We came here to love and release everything that do not vibrate in that, in love frequency.
0: Mm-hmm. And with your clients, are you finding that they, are starting to recognize their vibrational frequency?
1: Yes. The majority after working with me, uh, it can be one-on-one or it can be in group settings. We are working precisely on that and learning to forgive themselves, letting go shame and blame, getting out of being a victim because sometimes that can even get you sick. Like I used to have lupus array and fibromyalgia. And that's how I heal myself, when I stopped trying to be the victim. That was one of the biggest things that changed me and healed me. So my my clients, when they realize that, that they are letting go that uh, the shame and the blame and and the guilt that is getting them stuck. And that comes with fears and that comes with uh, envy and competition and all this kind of stuff that's when they can actually start observing the real light being that they are they start loving without trying to change themselves just accepting for who they are and yes if they want to transform something transform their lives it is because they want to and not because they were forced to by a society to change that is very different That i wanted to change i don't know Um, Jealousy, let's put it like that. Okay. But not because the other people are telling me that I have to change it. It's just because it is a very uncomfortable uh, emotion that many people have. It is not my case, but I just put it as an an example. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you find that people's lives are their story and... And they want to keep with that story and it's hard to sort of you need to sort of bust out or break out of that whole condition story that you have in order to move forward like um, can you give me an example have you seen like a breakthrough where somebody has totally transformed Uh, not like in one session i don't mean that but and and describe what that was like for that person?
1: Yes, I, I do. Like I told you earlier, that everybody has their own story. Every mm-hmm. single human being, it doesn't matter if it's a kid or is an elderly. Everybody having a story behind, their, behind their, in their head, that is what is running. That's what they, their identity is in there. What do they think, who they are. Uh, male female old young uh, artistic or or into the sports or whatever story it is that's who they think they are so in the moment i work with them and removing that story that identity they create a new reality and the reality that they really want not the reality that someone is telling them to have because we are programmed my parents wish I was a bookkeeper <laughs> and that never happened. Why? Because I was more into the arts. My mother would wish I was a cheerleader. When I, I was more a tomboy, I was like, I wanna paint and I wanna do sculptures and things like that, that I don't wanna be a cheerleader. And But I was one of the few cases that I did not follow. I was not such a good girl. I did not follow what my parents wanted. But the majority of the human beings, they are good girls or good boys, and they follow whatever the parents tell them to. And the parents are following whatever the church or whatever their friends, because they're also in competition with their neighbors, with their other friends. And they want their kid to be like that, so-and-so. And unto to the point that the kid forget why he's doing what they're doing. So in the moment you affront that in front of you bring in front of them why they're doing and repeating the same thing over and over again that's when they realize oh my god I've been following a pattern that I don't even like I am doing things that they were I was programmed by a society by the church by the religion by politics by by whatever it was to be someone that I don't even I don't even like so when they remove that, they can start really loving themselves because they encounter the real being that they are. And now they can choose what they want to be. And start telling a different story and creating a new identity. And you create a new identity, you create a new life.
0: hmm hmm You touched on something there that I have um, a curiosity about. Your painting, your sculpturing. You found yourself in painting and sculpturing. And do you sort of lose yourself and also your students because you teach painting? Do you find that students are able to perhaps transcend a little bit when they are in the moment?
1: I've been teaching art classes uh, since around 25 years ago to kids, adults, and people, uh, adult people with different capacities, like blind people. I had two art galleries when I have dealt with many artists that when they arrive the first time, they what they have all in common is none of them believe in themselves. And I mean, in that time, of course, I did not knew what I was doing, and I did not have the training or the certifications when I had my gallery, when I was teaching. I did not knew that I was coaching in that time to all of them. I just thought that I was teaching art until I started seeing the blind people, because I worked four years for the National Federation of the Blind, teaching them how to paint and creating art exhibits for them. And some of them, they the paintings, even they went to Italy. And, uh, and people were starting to ask me, how do you teach them how to paint? It's like a majority of the blind people, there are people that were born blind and there are people that they became blind for diabetes or whatever reason it was. And you tell all of them how it feels blue and they would tell you it feels cold or how it feels red, it feels hot and so on and so. How would you imagine a sunset? Oh, it has some colds and you have some hot and, and they start imagining the colors and that's how they paint. So I believe art is an art uh, is a therapy for every single human being. It doesn't matter is only painting or is music or is dancing or is it is acting. It doesn't matter what form with we, we are talking about art. It is always a therapy. I have used this. I started painting when I was six. I started exhibiting when I was 13. And I exhibit all around the world. Mm. And I have, I did not know that I was channeling then my art until about seven years ago. That's when I realized that I do it through my poetry, that I do it through my sculpture, I sculpt, uh, sculpting, or I do it through my paintings. Because that's when I... And then many times, not necessarily I channel um, my guides. Sometimes I'm just channeling an emotion that it needs to be released. So that's what I work a lot of the times with my students. I have even a, an emotional boot camp that is for art, and then basically, it's less, if they are having grief, or they're having anxiety, or depression, or any kind of emotion that is making them block themselves. Like okay, let's paint it out. Let's let's get it out that emotion. And that is very, very helpful for them because at the same time they're having the not only the meditation and so forth that goes with it, but they're releasing those emotions. Besides that you can channel of course your guides and you can channel the messages and so forth. But the emotion you can you can channel it too.
0: Mm-hmm. I love when you said you can paint it out. That's that's awesome. You're listening to The Rhonda Grant Show, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor, Cymetrex. And I'm speaking with Monica today. Monica, can you let people know how to reach you?
1: Sure. My website is Monica Ramirez, warrioroflove.com, warrior of and i uh, And I wanted to tell you about my book that is coming out. Yes,
0: I was going to ask you about that, yeah.
1: Yes, my book is coming out around November. It is, I created a system, a transformational system from Path to the Heart. And this is the first book, in the first level. And the first level is basically, it is is getting out of your own way. And in this level, it is releasing your fears, believing in yourself, uh, letting go shame and blame and getting out of your victimhood. So like that, they can empower themselves. And of course, we talk about desire. We talk about different kinds of conscience that keep you there. So like that, they can start learning how to love themselves. And the second level it is, uh, that is coming out, hopefully at the end of this year, that book it is more about soul retrieval. It is gonna be more, it's like my, the program that I'm gonna be teaching that it is more soul retrieval and it is basically a cleaning family lineage that many of us we tend to repeat the same story for our family lineage it's about karma it is about um how to break in contracts and vows that we do it all the time because we are not aware of our what we're coming out of from our mouth and yes i'm very excited for my book that is coming out this in november
0: Oh, it's very exciting. Is this your first book, Monica?
1: I have participated in Blue Talks
0: as yes. one of the authors before
1: and in many other anthologies. I, have a, um, I, I already published my poetry book that is my channel messages in Spanish. Right now it's going to come out in English at the same time. And, um, and this book that is already right now with the editors and ready to be published.
0: Perfect. And so may people buy it when it's available. May they purchase it on Amazon?
1: Yes. Yes. It will be in Amazon.
0: Mm-hmm. So you uh, listeners, you want to write that down. It's called getting out of your own, what? getting out of your way and finding your way. Yes.
1: From Pat to the heart. And uh, it will be also in my website There will be linked to Amazon Monica Ramirez, Warrior of love.com.
0: And can you spell your last name for the audience?
1: Sure. Ramirez is R A M I R E Z. Ramirez.
0: Perfect. Do you feel that you've been called to your work?
1: I believe. All the human beings, we have a mission and we're unique and special, all of us. I'm no more special than anyone else. The only thing is I remember. I remember why I am here. I remember what is my path. Why I I believe that everything that I have passed, it was just teachings and learning so like that I can help others in the same situation that I've been And. Yeah, it, many of the light workers, star starseeds, healers, coaches, etc., we did not have it easy. But that was part of the lessons and teachings and the training that it was going to be needed. So like that, we can help others. So I remember why I am here.
0: Mm, that is wonderful. So when you talk about, uh, you said Contracts and vows. What are who are these contracts and vows with?
1: Well, every time I'm gonna put you this example: when a couple fall in love, and they they're so in love, and they promise each other, "Love, I will love you forever, and I will never leave you, and I will be always faithful, and this and that, and I will." ...take care of you until the day you died. What happened when that relationship breaks? And they get divorced. You already did a contract by vow. You, you did a vow to that person. So you get divorced, but you're still connected to that person. So you're going to look, in fact, for a person... ...that is very similar to that person that you were married before. And maybe physically are different... But emotionally and the way they act and so forth is going to be the same person. You still feel attracted to certain traits because of the same vow. Or I'm going to hate this person forever. Or I'm never going to talk to that person because of this. Those are contracts that we're making. Those are vows that we're making at the same time. We're not aware what is coming out from our mouth. Because we make contracts every single day. And that's just in this plane in this timeline now how many contracts and vows we have making from past lives that we don't even remember that is in our subconscious it is still there but not in our conscious. we don't remember that we did it when we in the 1500 we did the same vow that we did to the same person in this timeline mm-hmm. <laughs> and we married them again <laughs>
0: So uh, because we uh, is, is it because our souls recognize each other?
1: Yes, and if we didn't close this the circle, then we have to close the circle now. So if you did not know how to valorate yourself and love yourself, then you're still working on that right now. Until you do it, you're going to be repeating the same lesson until you understand. What do you learn from that lesson and you let it go? And you need to learn to forgive the other person and yourself for choosing that. If not, you're going to continue repeating the same story over and over. Yes, we can cut the contracts and vows spiritually in many ways. But if you don't understand why you chose to live with a certain person, like I was, as an example, I was beating, I was... Uh, um, I I was beaten by one of my ex-husbands. And and I was hating him so much and that's when I was sick. Mm -hmm. The only way I healed myself is when I understood what do I learn from that relationship. And I needed to learn to forgive him to forgive him and not because of him, because of me. And I was needing to love myself and forgive myself for choosing him because I stayed those five years in that terrible relationship when I was getting beaten, because I chose to. Yes, I might be afraid. I, I can have many motives why I stay, but it was my choice. So I was responsible of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel that, based on that, do you feel that our souls come with, uh, I don't really uh, try to articulate this, with a, um, a set of things that they need to learn in this life and that it's set up that you are going to meet those people in order to learn those things? Or is this random?
1: Well, it's something that my guides have told me that every single human being, when we come to this plane, we already make our contracts before we came. We already make the agreements with other souls to help us to understand what is unconditional love to ourselves or honor ourselves and so forth, or whatever um, work or teachings we're needing to, to learn. And if I like it or not, like in the case of the, the example of my ex-husband that used to beat me, it is basically he appoint himself, I will beat you because no one wanted to beat me and be that person that I was needing to learn that lesson as a better woman. And soul to soul, they make that agreement. So he will be the perpetrator in this timeline for me. So yes, I was needing to forgive him because I put myself in that situation. If I love myself enough and I value myself enough and I know I, I deserve better things for me I would not even accept him, but I have not learned that lesson then. So there came this lesson that it was very heavy, that it was very terrible, that I put myself in it. And the way, the only way that I can get out of that alive, it was learning that I, I should value myself and love myself or else how many women, they die getting beaten because they did not learn that one lesson.
0: And if they do leave, they, they go, they will go back a few times even, right? Right. Thank you so much for sharing that story. What extraordinary discovery have you found in your life, Monica?
1: Uh, it's been, oh, so many discoveries. <laughs> I have <laughs> loved myself and accept myself and believe in me. The basis of everything, that's why I became a belief, a transformation belief coach, it was believing in yourself. It is what is going to make the big change, that you're worthy, that you're lovable, that you deserve everything that you wish. But if we don't believe in ourselves, we're going to be stuck in whatever, wherever we are. The big change in our lives, it is believing in ourselves.
0: hmm Most people who go through what you've gone in your life. They show it on their face and you are so beautiful.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you so much for being on the show. I've really enjoyed it. I've learned a lot, which is important. And I'd like to, um, I'd like you to tell the guests again, what book uh, what is the name of your book
1: getting out of your way and finding your way from path to the heart and uh, my name is monica ramirez and my website is monica ramirez com.
0: beautiful thank you very much for being on the ronda grant show monica
1: oh thank you very much and thank you everybody for listening
0: Theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show Sun on the Water is composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rondagrantauthor.com. That's rondagrantauthor.com.
1: Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax.